0: Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran
1: needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo.
0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rat Race to Five podcast. Diego, we have a heavy hitter today. We got Matt King on the podcast. I know him a little. You know him a lot more intimate than I do. Awesome guy. He's going to, he dropped some huge bombs today. So much knowledge, especially because he's literally rubbing elbows with probably one of the wealthiest real estate guys that I know. Um, yeah, guys, stay to the end. He's going to drop some huge stuff.
2: Yeah, it was really cool to hear his story, how, how he started connecting with. People that later became his mentors, his like he's he's now been growing empires with them. And that is just an incredible story. So I can't wait till everybody learns how he was able to get into those rooms and excel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely an integrator for some very high level people. These are the conversations you want to hear and how he got there. He explains like how he got to that position. But uh, yeah, let's get started with Matt King. But before that, let's hear a quick um, note from our sponsor. So today, Diego, we're going to talk about the micro tribes from rat race to five guys. If you are interested in a niche of real estate, like short term rental wholesaling, flipping realtor accountability, and so much more, go over to ratrace We have micro tribes there for $100 a month You get four live zoom calls with specialists in those fields that are actively doing what you want to do. Don't spend hundreds and thousands of dollars trying to figure out if a certain niche of real estate is for you. Go spend a hundred bucks for four live calls and find out if this is for you. Ask all your questions and crush it. All right, guys, let's get started with Matt King. Oh, that was a decent clap. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rat Race to Five podcast. Super excited to have everyone here. Diego, what's up? What's and, up, the uh, What's up, my guy? Dude, we have Matt King in the building. So he's kind of like in the background of a lot of stuff, but a lot of people have probably seen him. He was actually at the rat race to fight conference last year in December. Very impressed with what he was doing. We had to get him on the podcast. Matt, how are you, dude?
1: I'm great, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. And and more importantly, or most importantly, thanks for everything you guys are doing for the rat race to fight community, man. It's a uh, Incredible to see you guys pouring into so many people. I think at the December event there is what, a hundred plus people there learning, growing, building their net worth, taking control of their life and most importantly deciding what they wanted from their future. And it's inspiring to see the two of you leading that charge and, and spearheading it for so many
0: people. Oh man, we appreciate yeah, that. We're gonna have to hire him to do our intro next time, Diego. <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes me sound really good.
2: Yeah. No <laughs> that's
0: probably why he's there.
2: Uh, Matt, yeah, it's been it's been an incredible journey, right? And and having osborne as one of the mentors and the go abundance guys uh it has been it's sort of like my way to give back in creating Red race with felipe um to teach others everything that i've learned from go abundance so
1: yeah you know it's it's funny guys uh you, you invited david so kindly to speak at the event and uh when i knew we were coming i texted diego and said hey i've got a really good friend who's on this wealth building journey and this mindset journey and he's very new Do you mind if he sits in the back of the room? David's was like, absolutely not, you know, have him come on over. So, and like one of my best friends, Ryan Motter comes to the event and like his mind is blown, right? Like, and, and after we were done and David and I were leaving, Ryan and I stood and talked for about 30 minutes and he talked about the mental battles he went through just to get to the event. Like, I'm not worth it. I don't want to go. I don't want to talk to these people. What do I have to bring to the table? And he left the conversation with David and with you guys saying, why not me? I'd belong in that room. I deserve to be in that room. I deserve to have control over my financial freedom, and to see that your guys's movement and and the event that you guys put on led to that was like, man, it just touch my soul. Because I've been fortunate, and you have too, Diego, to be invited or put ourselves in an opportunity to be in the back of a room with GoBundance in a very similar manner. Um, and uh, I know what it did for my life and how it shaped my sort of mindset and and hopefully destiny and. To see you guys doing that for, for people is just super inspiring. So thank you guys for, for everything you're doing. And thanks for letting my friend come. That was literally changed, you know, changed a lot of his mindset and opened a lot of a lot of doors for him.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Matt, uh, please tell us uh, a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we're going to take it back. But what um what are you? Who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> what now? we are we'll you go from there? <laughs> what are you? No. Who are you?
1: It's an interesting question. Who am I? So I am a husband. I am a father. I'm a son. Um, I'm uh, an ambitious, hardworking individual who leads with a servant heart and um, most importantly has a vision for my life and I'm not afraid to go out and chase it and get it. Um, I have two beautiful kids. Like I said, I'm a father. So my daughter's three. My son is almost a year old and um, my wife's a teacher, so you know, kind of seeing how she gives back to people is super inspiring. I could never do that. I wish I could, uh, but I can't. Today, I I run the day-to-day operations for uh, David Osborne's family office, kind of as his chief of staff or CEO, CEO, excuse me, of of his world. I get to manage the day-to-day operations of his investments, his businesses, working with some of our top talent to decide the direction we go with some of our investments, our our day-to-day business operations. Fortunate to work with the amazing people at GoBundance and Pat, um, Tim Rode, Mike McCarthy, and David as well to help sort of drive GoBundance in the direction that they choose. Um, I get to learn about tax strategies, uh, estate planning, um, wealth building, passive income, vertical income, kind of you name it. I've gotten really the opportunity and the good fortune of getting an MBA in sort of wealth building and financial freedom not from a college, um, but from somebody who's done it, who's rolled up their sleeves and done it. And David and, um, have been fortunate enough to be given an opportunity to to ride alongside him on his journey and learn a lot about everything that he's doing, everything he's seeing and everything he's touching. And now, you know, manage most of what we're up to and, and all that we're doing, uh, live in Austin, Texas, been here, man, seven and a half years um fortunate enough to know diego prior to moving to austin and got to be shown around by diego i think he took us to bangers the first time we were here and i believe my wife got that big mimosa with the, the, mimosa? the wristband has yes. to come with the wristband uh so diego helped can you know convince us to come here and um and it's been one of the best decisions we've made in our lives
0: that's diego awesome. tends to be able to do that and help people change their lives <laughs> for the good so i hear i hear that a lot Matt it's it's interesting that you say that you've gotten into all these rooms to help all these people. So you must have grown up like super wealthy on a yacht, right? Like you grew up knowing everyone. You had all the connections growing up. Am I am I on the right track there or Yeah, yeah.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Just the other side of it. Like my family's you know middle class, great parents. My dad's worked for the same company for 35 years. My mom runs runs the chamber of commerce in our small town that I grew up in. Um, high school class was 115, 120 people. Um, you know, I, I've been very fortunate in that my parents worked very hard to give my sister and I the life that we have and the life that we wanted. Got yeah. to play sports, got to do things at a high level from like a, a competing perspective. But I never, never took for granted the reason we were there was because of their hard work and their dedication to making sure that they sacrificed so we could have opportunity. I um, you know, weren't members at the country club or anything. As a matter of fact, in high school, Um, I went and worked at the country club. So the way I surrounded myself with those people was I said, I'll go work for them rather than, you know, I'm not one of them, but let me go work for them and learn from Mm -hmm. them. And so I worked at a country club. So um, learned at a young age that um, in life, when you want something, Felipe, you got to go out and get it. Um, Mm -hmm. God, the universe, whatever you believe in, isn't just going to turn around and hand it to you. Maybe you win the lottery and you get lucky, but you probably, you know, put yourself in a position to have that luck. Mm -hmm. At least that's my point of view. Um, but if you want something, you set a vision, you go out and you get it. I remember, um, growing up, I was, I was a soccer player and of course I was the shortest guy on the team. So I said, yeah, I'll play goalie. That's a good idea. Um, and, uh, I just, I just refined the craft over and over and over again and, and ended up, you know, playing at a very high level. And I remember, um, as a sophomore starting on the varsity team and we lost six, zero one game and got scored on like five times in the first half. The team we played was really good, but, um, nonetheless, I was I was furious. I remember going home that night with my dad. It was like 10 o'clock at night and doing drills in the front yard to refine my craft. And everybody else was like onto the next game. Okay. I'm over it. But for me, it was like, what can I control in this situation? It's like, I can control my choice to get better. And so I went home and like, was doing drills in the front yard with the floodlights on trying to, trying to get better. Um, and I think I've applied that to all aspects of my life. Um, dropped out of college, never graduated. Uh, had a small business going through college and it came down to, do I print t-shirts for my, my t-shirt company or do I write this paper? And one of them was going to pay me 3000. The other one I had to pay 30,000 to do. And so that was a pretty easy choice for me. Um, you know, and, and I realized very quickly if I apply myself, um, I won't, I won't have the degree that the school will give me when I complete, but I can learn all the lessons they're learning by just rolling up my sleeves, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, going to events, reading books, studying, asking questions and remaining in curiosity. And um, I've applied that to sort of all aspects of my life, whether that be my marriage, whether that be construction and development, whether that be parenting, whether that be my health. Um, And, you know, sometimes my curiosity and my ambition, you know, bites me in the kind of like what I'm experiencing with my Achilles tendon right now, because I'm very driven and sometimes think I've got all the data, I can do this. Um, yeah. but most of the time I put myself in an opportunity to win and learn and keep going. And, um, I've been fortunate, fortunate to just keep, keep taking action.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm curious, Matt. So you tell us a little bit about your, your college and your upbringing and how you've like, you, you know, you got that work ethic. Um, how did you get into these rooms to, to be with such big players in the game, right? Like Osborne and some of the other names, like. I guess what I'm trying to connect the dots is like, how did you, what's the story? Like, it sounds like you're the, you're the king of let me pick your brain, right? Like everyone wants to get into those rooms, but you made it, but not just made it. Like you were able to like ingrain yourself into these lives so much so that like you're running their events, their family stuff, like you're doing a lot. Like what's the story, man? What, how did you do it? Right. Cause everyone's going to wonder how, how did, how did this guy get into these rooms and not just that, but like bring value enough to where they kept him.
1: Yeah. So the the first thing I'll say is I had a vision for where I was going with my life. Now, it wasn't as Mm. clear as it is today, but I knew where I wanted to go. Um, And then the second thing is I put myself in an opportunity to get lucky by giving back. So we had moved to Washington, D.C. We were actually living in Baltimore for the summer and we weren't sure my wife and I weren't sure if we were going to be in D.C. or Baltimore. Her school was going to kind of place her after six weeks. And so We were there for this short time. I had had some money saved up from my business. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend a couple of weeks volunteering and giving back. So it's a crazy story, Felipe. But I went on Craigslist and I looked for volunteer opportunities. I found a volunteering opportunity that this was on a Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday. The following Monday, it started. It was volunteering for a CHIPS program, which stood for Children with Incarcerated Parents. Um, The only reason I did it was because it was in walking distance of the sublet that I rented through Craigslist. The lady mailed me the keys. I sent her two months of rent payment with a cashier's check. Hindsight, like, you know, I'm so glad I did all that stuff. But hindsight, I'm like, you are such an idiot. You're so lucky that key worked. Like, there's a great chance that that could have just been a scam and, (laughs) you know, I would have been screwed. Especially yeah, on
2: Craigslist
1: and do it on Craigslist in Baltimore, Maryland. Like, you know, what are the odds? So I, um, I volunteered at this camp for two weeks, children with incarcerated parents from nine to one, I walked there, volunteered with these kids, helped give them experiences, helped give them opportunities. And then walked back to the, the sublet and the day we took our kids from the camp from Washington or from Baltimore, Maryland to Washington, DC, which mind you is like a two hour in traffic car ride. Like it's not far. But none of these kids had been to D.C. Like the capital of our country, these kids live an hour and a half, two hours away. None of them had been there. And so we took them on a bus and we get there and it was kind of like two chaperones for like five kids. And so some of these other people had like mentors or mentees that kind of helped and and served. And all of a sudden there's this guy that walked up and his name was Pat Hyben and he happened to be like my, my, you know, co-chaperone for the day. So I was working for the camp. He was just a mentor to two of these kids. And uh, I'm like, man, who the heck is this guy? Pat Hyben. I'm like, okay, hey, how's it going, dude? I'm Matt. What do you do? We talked a little bit and we're on the bus and we're, we're just kind of shooting the shit, talking. And I'm like, so what do you do? He's like, I'm a real estate investor, man. My eyes roll back in my head. I'm like, oh, we got one of these guys, a real estate <laughs> investor, right? Like, you know, the, the Grant Cardone before Grant Cardone was cool was my thought, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But again, like I tried to avoid judgment and I said, okay, well, what can I learn from this guy? How can I be a servant? based leader to this guy and have curiosity. And we spent the whole day walking through the mall. And all I did was just ask him questions like, who are you? What did you, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I'm like, no way. So I look it up like, holy, he's a New York Times bestselling author. That's cool. (laughs) Like six steps to seven figures. Cool. I'll read the book. I'm not in real estate, but I'll read the book. So I bought the book on Amazon and read it in 24 hours. But long story short, I just like really was passionate about learning and passionate about like hearing people's stories. That was one of the blessings from the country club is like asking people, what do you do? And learning that there's like a million ways to make a million dollars. And, uh, so got involved with Pat long story short. I read his book in 24 hours. I sent him like a direct message on Twitter, which is ironic. Cause that's how Diego and I got connected too. um, yeah. and said, Hey dude, I just read your book in 24 hours. What would it take to have coffee with you? And he's like, "You, what'd you do? Like, sure. Let's go get coffee. Met up with him, got coffee and just asked questions and just was curious and started building a relationship with him. And, you know, there was at one point in the relationship where he's like, Hey dude, I think I have an opportunity for you to come work for me. Would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm all in like, let's figure it out. And so I started off working for Pat Hyben, and he said, uh, Hey, we own this Abundance group. It's a mastermind group. And honestly, Felipe, at the time I didn't even know what a mastermind was. I was like, what is a mastermind? <laughs> Um, and, uh, he's like, you're going to go to Orlando, Florida. There's like 15 or 20 guys flying into this house. It's like a 10 bedroom house. They're all going to stay. And you're going to basically work from sun up till sundown, but you're going to learn a bunch. And I was like, yeah, cool. Send me there. I actually met Gonzalo Corzo there at that event. That was one of his first events okay. and, uh, slept on the floor of this no epic way. house in Orlando volunteering at a go abundance event. Put myself in the room just by being a servant later, man, just by, by not being afraid to serve, being humble to ask people what they need, being humble to learn how I could be of value to people. And knowing that if I was in that room and I was listening, or if I was on a bus with Pat Hyben to DC, and I was asking questions, like I was learning, I was getting materials, I was understanding concepts, and I was getting to like, play with things in my own mind that I hadn't been exposed to growing up
0: that's so uh, interesting all right
2: i have to jump in here because uh there's okay, there's a you couple <laughs> there's a couple of things that i definitely want to mention number one so the event that matt went that was the same event that as he mentioned was the first event that my brother went for a go abundance event and similar to how like matt had that choice of like do i finish college or do i do this so that i can make the the three grand for my business for my brother it was do i take my semester's finals in college or go to an event where i'm going to be surrounded with 15 millionaires and my brother ended up choosing that chose the latter that's when he met matt king my brother never made it back to college and now he he has a really successful wholesale business learned a lot from the go abundance guys and was and has been part of that of that community so yeah, so so that's number one. But Matt, very similar to how you mentioned of how you sent, like how you reached out to Pat Hyben, I have to I have to share this story because I listened to Pat Hyben on a podcast, uh, and then that later I found out that it was you who was responding, but I had no idea. Um, so what happened was I listened to a podcast, um, and in it. Pat mentions Go Abundance and surrounding yourself with like-minded people, the power of the mastermind. So I reached out to Pat on Twitter. He responds, and we started talking. And he mentioned that Go Abundance is for millionaires, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Well, I'm not a millionaire, but I want in. I want to find out more. Um, so then that's how it was my my in also. But it's funny that for both of us, it started by sending a tweet to the same guy. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. and I I think the goal in that is. Diego, like 99% of the world is like, I'm not going to reach out to that person. They're better than me. They won't respond. And guess what? Like 98% of the time, they're probably right in that assumption, but the 2% they're wrong is where the gold resides. And so just like I did, just like Diego did, like take a chance, put yourself in an opportunity to get lucky as I call it. You know, some people will say it's not luck, but when you put yourself in an opportunity to get lucky, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, will start to sort of serve you in these unique crazy ways where you know pat hyben in diego's case it you know pat hyben had a team in place that could answer and address all these people reaching out and could help funnel them to the opportunity they asked for and had diego never sent that text maybe he doesn't talk about the abundance maybe he's not building rat race to fi i mean you know i think you still would have been massively successful diego but it might have looked different it might have had a different twist on it and so um I think that's like one of the things too in in my journey, Felipe, is like, don't be afraid to like ask and put yourself in a spot to to be turned down. I mean, the worst thing that happens if Pat doesn't respond to you, Diego, is you're in the same exact spot you were five minutes before you sent the tweet, like no response. Mm
0: -hmm. What's the worst that's going to happen? But I want to add a little value here to the people listening because I know that a lot of people are going to ask the question like, okay, great, like take action or put yourself in a vulnerable position. But I always want to give people some actionable steps. And for me, that looks like don't, don't just say, Hey, can I help you with this? Because in my opinion, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. If I call you and say, Hey Matt, how can I help you? I've now given you a task off that's the, right. all the other tasks that you have on your plate. I have now given Matt King the task of finding Felipe some way to help. And, and I, I just don't think that's the right approach. You're like, how can I serve? How can I help? Like all those things are the same thing as like creating a, a sense of like, dang it. Now I got to find something. Like I have found some of my best help, my best mentors by like foreseeing an issue that they're going to have or, or or checking their website and saying it can make it better um, or, or like finding a solution to an issue that they might already be having and saying like, hey, I can I think I can help you in this. Do you mind if I like just jump in and and maybe serve you here? Or like you said, you didn't even ask for a bed at that Go Abundance event. You, you said you slept on the floor like you didn't even give them the issue of finding you a place to stay. it's like, dude, I just want to come and serve and I'm willing to like Sleep on the floor, right? I've heard so many of those stories from Diego and and it just sounds like everyone that's in a position for success or moving up that ladder has started that way by just serving without creating more work for the person they're trying to learn from or do with or be with or or, or work. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did as well.
1: I think you're spot on, man. I think if you reach out to somebody and say, How can I help? you you give them a task. If you reach out and give them a solution. And, and have no strings attached to the solution, you you literally bring rocket fuel to their life and that changes things. Um, you know, another thing you can do is you can make donations, right? Like, hey, Felipe, I saw that you're a big sponsor, donor of this organization. Just wanted to let you know I donated $150 in your name and thanks for all you're doing for the world. And now all of a sudden you feel like you have a moral obligation to communicate with the person, right? Like, yeah, it's a little bit manipulative on that person that made the donation, but um, it's a way to to serve without asking for, like like you said, asking for the how and just saying, hey, I did this, just wanted to give you a heads up. And all of a sudden now, you know, the world can work in mysterious ways.
0: So we're going to take this off the table, but we're going to do a quick exercise. And I don't, I don't want a thousand people to reach out to Matt and bombard you. But like, what is something right now in your life, Matt, where you're like, dude, if somebody prior to this podcast would have said, hey, Matt, I did this for you. Um, or I'm going to do this, or I saw this issue in your life. Like, I don't mean to put you on the spot, man, but what is something that you can think off the top of your head where you're like, man, if somebody would have solved this, like I definitely would have grabbed coffee with them, or I definitely would have been able to point him in the right direction. Like what's something in your life at the moment? Um, cause I can think of about three based on just the conversation we've had and one involves your family. And you said you have a one-year-old. So like, what is something like that for you?
1: Well the first the first thing my first intuition would tell me like if somebody said hey I read the the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and I gave it to to one of my closest friends and helped shift their mindset on building wealth and assets versus liabilities like that book changed my life it's changed people who I've given it to's life and I think like I would serve whoever asked to be served if they were pouring into other people so being a force for this world like I think Love it. we're at a time in this country where we need more people to be a force for one another's greatness not necessarily ripping each other down Uh, and then there's like a million other little random things I mean I'm living the dream right now with this ruptured Achilles for the second time and (laughs) trying to stubbornly cut my grass with a walking boot on or you know do stupid things like that and and those are all like helpful I I heard
0: you say that and I was gonna say Matt can I drive you around Austin for a day like I'm gonna be in Austin um, you know this day not really gonna be there unless you said yes and then hey can i just drive you around and know your foot's all messed up like dude i yeah, can, yeah, yeah. can get us a nice car like can i just drive you around for a day i'd love to just listen to you talk like i feel like that would you'd be like dude hell yeah i don't feel like driving
1: well yeah i would say that but then there's a stubborn side of me that's like but you should really watch me drive with my left foot i've gotten really good at it um, <laughs> but yeah um, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of things that selfishly that i could ask for but but honestly in in sort of leading with the message that i like to live by which is trying to serve others I would be more inclined to help people that are trying to help others than helping people that are trying to help me. Like I, Mm. I definitely need help and know that I, there's a lot of things that I need help solving, but I'm in a fortunate position where I have really good connections and resources that I can, you know, sort of figure some things out that I have to figure out. I would rather somebody take the wisdom that they're gaining from rat race to fi from you, Felipe, from you, Diego, or from this conversation we're having today. And pouring it into somebody who hasn't been exposed to this content, because I think these ideas—the idea of mindset, the idea of making the world a better place, the idea of financial freedom—can literally change people's economic destinies for generations to come. And that's more valuable than anything anybody can do for for any one person like today. Like, Real I think quick, that Diego. Would be sorry, cool. let
0: me, Matt. Why do you care so much? Why do you care about changing someone else's life and the economic status of other? Why do you care?
1: because if nobody cared about me, when I was on my journey, I don't know where I would be today. And so I care about reaching down or reaching over or reaching up and helping people who need help because on my journey and still to this day, when I need something, I have people that help me. And um, if I didn't have that help, honestly, I don't know where I would be. And so I just am a massive believer of helping each other, you know, reaching over, helping your neighbor, helping your friend, doing whatever it takes because there's a lot of things every human is going through and 97% of them, they probably don't share with the world. And so if you could reach out to somebody today and say, hey man, I just read this book. I really think you'd enjoy it. You should read it. And, and you also learned that they lost their job. They're in all this debt and all these crazy things. And that one book opened a door for them, gave them an idea, gave them a glimmer of hope. Like I just I just don't think I'd be where I am today without people doing that on my journey. And so I want to try to give that back to other people.
0: It's huge.
2: That's cool. Matt, um, what was your, tr- so as you transition, right, from working with Pat to then moving to Austin and working with David Osborne, um, by the way, just so that the audience knows, um, he, his net worth is close to 200 million, I, I believe. And yeah, um, give a
0: quick background, Diego or yeah. Matt, on who, who these people are. I, I, sh- we should have done that at the beginning. Sorry about that. Whoever, if you're listening, maybe give a little background on who it is that uh, Matt is serving at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can talk a little bit about both of them. I mean, both if of them okay. are financially free. They're both like brilliant entrepreneurs, real estate investors. They were accountability partners way back in the day. They've launched an organization called Go Abundance, which is very similar to Rat Race to FI, just a little, uh, a little, for people a little at a different point in their journey, maybe than the rat race members. Um, You know, both of them don't have to work for a living. Both of them have enough passive income to cover their living expenses, which is something Diego mastered. I know you have too, Felipe. Um, David specifically owns the co-owner of the eighth largest residential real estate brokerage in the U S about 5,000 agents across North Texas, New Mexico, Memphis that do about 11, 12 billion a year in volume Um, owner or Co-owner of thirty-five plus companies, um, owns hundreds of of doors in single-family residential or multifamily residential real estate. Um, just kind of a, a a student of life, a student of investing, a student of building wealth. And um, David too is a is a husband and a father, and yeah, just just really solid, good human beings that have figured out how to master the game of, or maybe not mastered because they're always working to refine it, but have have really become experts at the game of wealth building passive income and investing
2: yeah that's awesome and and so Matt, yeah i mean i i got to meet them when i was 23 years old and uh, i know that without meeting them too and tim rode the other creator of go abundance too and my mccarthy um those have been my mentors since like day one um and i know that they have set a great example for me and for you um what has been so the privilege that you have too is that you're like num like being the chief of staff of the person you, you just described like you get to oversee and learn so much mm-hmm. um if if we're talking about like quote-unquote the book rocket fuel right where it talks about the visionary and the implementer or the operator what um what has been things that you've learned or what has been your role that you understood from day one so that you could be of service to Osborne, for example, but also be able to just work at to your strengths, because that's been really important. That's something that I really admire about you.
1: Yeah, I think I think like, really quickly in in my relationship for working for for David, I recognized where his highest and best use was. And it wasn't in like micromanaging the guy cutting the grass, it wasn't in micromanaging, like, you know, the boat, it was in Deal flow, talent flow, or like creation and vision. And so like early on, I recognized if he's not in any one of those spots, like I'm doing him a disservice and like kind of made it personal, like I'm failing now. He's also human. And so he, he unfortunately falls back into a lot of those things from time to time because it's just life and that's what happens. But I'm always trying to figure out how do I maintain a world where he doesn't get roped back into that stuff. And so quickly in the journey I realized like a great example is early on um I was serving him with this this amazing woman named Terry Rose who taught me so much about managing things at a high level and still to this day is one of my good friends I was actually texting with her this morning um inviting her to my son's first birthday and uh I realized he was always late for meetings and I'm sure like I'm, always, I'm I struggle with this now I'm sure Felipe you sometimes struggle Diego you struggle And I realized like every time he went to a meeting, he couldn't find his keys. He couldn't find his sunglasses and he couldn't find his journal. I'm like, dude, this is like such an easy problem to solve. I'll back your car up. I'll put it facing out in the driveway. So backing up and turning around doesn't slow you down. Literally, all you got to do is put it in drive and hit the gas. I'll put your sunglasses on the dash. So you got to grab them and put them on your head. I'll put your journal on the driver's seat and I'll put the keys in it. And I will shoot you a text and say, everything's in the car. You're good to go. And all of a sudden it was like, he was racing out the door and like less late, less late. Now, the one issue we have is then he took advantage of the system and said like, well, this gives me five extra minutes to, to not have (laughs) to stress. And so he found a way to still be a little late. Um, but, um, that's by his choice now. Um, and, and so like doing little things like that, you know, no pun intended was able to be sort of rocket fuel to his life. So it wasn't like I'm spending five minutes looking for my keys. It was I'm spending that time getting ready, thinking about the meeting, the environment I'm walking into, the conversations I'm going to have, the deals we're going to structure, and I'm able to use that mind space to think business, to think action rather than to think where the heck are my keys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've always, you know, tried to continue that and, and I, you know, do the best I can to continue giving him that structure and that opportunity because I think, again, his highest and best use is deal flow, talent flow, or vision. And so I think for the people listening, Felipe, to your point earlier, if they want to take action, um, those of you in W-2s, those of you in opportunities where you're serving other people, whether it's a real estate agent or working for Costco, you're serving people, find people that you can help be rocket fuel to. Find people that can help open doors for you if you help open doors for them. And don't do it with the anticipation of, I'm going to do this, so you have to do this for me do it from the point of view of I'm going to serve and help make your life better and trust that the universe will take care of me and make my life better. And so there's, you know, there's people that I know are serving you guys and helping you at a, at a high level, Diego, I know ward and have had the, the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. And I think he was a rat race to five member or attendee mm-hmm. before he started serving you. And the message I have to, to ward is like, how can you help Diego go faster And if you can help Diego go faster and you're hitched to his car, you go faster too. And uh, my theory has always been like, I don't have to be the quarterback. I don't have to be Tom Brady. Guess what? Rob Gronkowski looks really freaking good because of Tom Brady. And Tom Brady looks really good because of Robert Gronkowski. Would they both have been great in their own right without each other? Yes. But the relationship they had and feeding off each other's strengths, like you said, Diego, has exponentially made both of them look even better. And so that's, I've been fortunate to have a relationship like that. I don't need to be the guy throwing the touchdown passes, but I know if David throws the touchdown pass and we win the Super Bowl, if I'm serving the water, the water boy probably gets a ring too. So I'm going to get a ring and that's, you know, that's good enough for me.
0: That's huge. Like, like I, I never thought about it that way. It's funny you put it that way. Like the water boy gets a ring too, right? Like, okay, you might not have the bigger stage, but that could come in the future for you but you don't get to that if you don't start first, like start working where no one sees it, sleeping on the floor at a go abundance event to now working for one of the highest level individuals in that regard. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's huge. And the lessons that you're going to learn and the businesses that you're going to be able to create from those lessons are going to have so much validity because you're not going to be like, yo, I, I I made this up. It's like, no, I learned this from fill in the blank person, which brings weight. Right. Um, I don't want to take this podcast any any other way, but um, are you comfortable talking about how REI and our CEO reached out to you to help us a little?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Anton reached out and said, hey, I need should have saw help.
0: Diego's face, Matt, before you started, though. He was like, what the hell is Felipe going to say? You never know. You never know. You never Felipe know goes. on this one. <laughs>
1: the only other thing I'd say, Felipe, before we go that down that yes, yes. is like, about larry fitzgerald i'm pretty sure and somebody that's listening can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure larry fitzgerald started off as a ball boy for the minnesota vikings working on the sidelines making sure the team had the ball when it was when it was their play their opportunity and larry fitzgerald could have easily been a ball boy and just been like this is an epic experience i'm watching chris carter whoever was the wide receiver at the time do all this amazing stuff but i'm pretty sure if you look up his story he actually used it as an opportunity to watch people up close and personal and study and and become experts at how they did it. And he took it and implemented it into his high school career, implemented it into his, his college career, and then took it and went to the NFL for a really long, successful career. He put himself in an opportunity where luck could be on his side, but he put himself there and was there to learn, was there to study, and was there to serve. He was serving the ball to the players. Like, I think people have this belief that like, oh, I'm not gifted with those talents. I'm not gifted with those strengths. Like, you know, granted, I'm not going to be a center for any NBA team anytime soon because I'm five, six and maybe a half if I'm lucky. But any other opportunity I want, I'm just like two relationships away from learning, understanding, mastering, comprehending and implementing into my
0: life. And how powerful
1: is that? I mean, it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty exciting, dude um, is pretty exciting. So yeah, Anton reached out and just said, Hey, I'm, you know, looking to be coach, looking for help, looking for an opportunity. And, um, I quickly recognized that he's, um, he's a talented, hard driven, aggressive individual that doesn't quite know how to lay down tracks for a business. And so it was like, dude, let me just help you. Let me pour into you. Let me, let me be of service to you. Um, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but I saw in Anton, probably what you guys saw when you partnered with him was somebody who just wanted a chance. Like he wanted somebody to believe in him. And I was like, dude, if if somebody pours into you, you will exponentially go further. And so I've had the opportunity to work with him, had the opportunity to work with you guys. I mean, I, I, I apologize. I don't know the name of the gentleman, but who's the guy you guys work with in Augusta, Georgia to buy all those units? Like that guy's story is incredible.
0: Phil. look. Yeah, Phil, he he joined that's Rad amazing.
1: He went when he joined y'all's group. How many rental units
2: did he have? Like nine or thirteen doors. Nine,
0: nine or ten when he joined. And he's one of the guys that just like listened and did what we said, which is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> but- yeah,
1: he did. He did what you said, but he was there to be a student. He was there to take action, and he was there to ask questions and be of service. It was like, hey, yeah. I found an opportunity. It's a little too big for me. Do you think we could work together? Hey, I've got this opportunity. I don't quite know how to do it. Can you help? And he was humble enough. It sounds like to be vulnerable and say, "Hey guys, I need help." And I think that's one of the things that's important on life, on on the journey of life, is is being vulnerable. And I struggle with this sometimes. Of like, raise your hand and be like, "Guys, I'm I'm struggling. I need help." And Anton did that. Diego's done that at times. I've done that in times of my career. I'm sure you have, Felipe. Like oh, yeah. so, the people listening, I think think that you got to pull your pants up and, you know, put the eye black on in the mirror and be like, man, I'm tougher than the world, bring it on. And there's moments where you've got to like grind it out and have to have some grit. But I think more than anything, you have to have humbleness um, and, and a vision in your own self to say like, yo, I need help. I don't quite know how to do this. And when you have that moment of humble transparency and vulnerability, I think you exponentially increase increase the rate at which you can accomplish things. Because if I called you today, Felipe, you said you're redoing your showers. And then I said, hey, dude, I don't know how to redo my showers. How would I do this? You may say, hey, talk to my wife because she organized this. But now I get to learn from somebody who's doing it already. And it increases my learning curve. It's not like, here's the textbook, go read it. It's like, I did this, I did this, I did this. And don't forget to have them seal the grout so it doesn't stain over time. Oh my God, I never would have thought about that. Let me write that down. I call the companies. And now I take the experience you and your wife have had, the opportunities you guys have, have learned. And I say, I'm just going to take this and implement it in my life and increase the rate at which I can move. And I think Anton's doing that. I think you guys are doing that. I think Phil has done that in your group that I've gotten a chance to meet. I mean, that's what life's about is like, how can we go quicker together?
0: And it's and- interesting because Philip and Anton are both members in rat race. Now, Philip joined with nine or 10 properties and now he has a hundred plus in less than a year and a half. I know he's okay with me saying this. Um, he's quit his job. Uh, he's running his own um, um, property, property management. management company with, uh, I think, 70 something plus doors already off the ground, um, living living his best life, right? Awesome, super humble guy. He's, 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 the, he's the funniest guy I've ever met. Big quick tip about him. I found out the other day that he grew up next to Selena, the singer, like it, like Who gets to say that, right? He's he's like, yeah, the bus was seven houses down for me, so that was really cool to find out. Um, And then the other thing uh, you're talking about, Anton, our CEO of REI Call Center, which is basically where we um, provide—shameless plug—we provide, you know, cold callers for real estate agents and wholesalers that are looking for off-market opportunities. Uh, I reached out to Diego, one of my many crazy stories, probably eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, Diego, I have this idea for this amazing call center. I know who can run the business for us. He's a little rougher on the edges, but I know with the right leadership, he can be amazing. Um, and he's got the CEO face. Like when you think of a CEO, Anton fits that bill. And uh, I was like, Diego, we can found this thing. But I really think that the in, the day-to-day, Anton can crush it. Um, and he's hungry. And, 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 and I saw that in Rat Race. And, and like you said, he was just a humble servant. And, uh, and now he's crushing it with REI call center and, uh, he reached out to you. I don't know the full story if he reached out to you or Osborne or how that happened, but I know that you're mentoring, um, us as a, as a baby company, but, but specifically Anton to help run this bad boy.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, it all goes back to like you guys having a vision for your life, putting yourselves in places where people are attracted to learn from you and grow with you. Anton raises his hand and says maybe I need help or comes ask you guys a couple more questions gets to know you guys at a deeper level you see an opportunity and you say hey we can be I'm sick of plugging rocket fuel we can be jet fuel together and go faster um why don't we do this together and I don't need to own 100% you don't need to own 100% let's just do it together and uh, now look at I mean you guys have how many callers now 70 60 60 clients 70, 70 plus, clients yeah, yeah 70. I mean, it's, you're changing people's real estate businesses you've changed you know anton's destiny with the business you guys have co-founded like it's just your the virtual assistants working with you all are are their lives i mean it's just like that's exciting to me that's really really powerful
2: yeah and and one of the things too why why we did this is because we want to like we want to basically um shorten the curve of the of how much we can accomplish right because at that At this point we're investing in ourselves as a company and we're learning from you right you are the one that's giving us like hey this is how the numbers should be run based on your experience the kpis like the importance of tracking all of the numbers so that we can have a successful company so that we can even help more people but it's really good to notice that we have to invest in ourselves with the right people in order to grow much faster So yeah, Yeah. we are excited to be working together with you on that as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Matt, what's what's in the future for you, man? Like, what are your goals, aspirations? What I'm sure you're not just gonna stay where you're at. Like, what's next? What are you looking to do? Um, yeah, I mean, what's what's next for Matt King?
1: So, yeah, what's next for me is I'm always trying to kind of become a better version of myself, whether that be a better husband, which without my wife, I wouldn't be anywhere where I am at today. Like, I lived in a small town, was probably afraid to leave. And she's like, I'm going to school in Minnesota. I'm going to go to DC and teach in inner city schools. And I was like, if I don't follow this girl, I'm going to lose this girl. So I'm like, okay, I'll come with you. And I think her first response was like, I didn't really invite you. I'm like, damn, okay, now I'm really coming, right? Um, But like, um, you know, I'm trying to be a better husband. I'm trying to be more present with my kids. Uh, I'm trying to have a bigger vision for what's like what's my life possibilities and options. Like if you told me five years ago I'd be where I'm at today, you know, s- selfishly and stubbornly, I probably would have said like I'll be further. But like honestly if I had to get like super vulnerable with myself, I'd probably have been like, I would have never imagined my life looking today like, like it does. Like, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have imagined it going that fast. And there's a million quotes out there about, you know, people overestimating what they can do in one and underestimating what they can do in five. And it's kind of cliche, but it's so true, man. Like it's so true. So, you know, five years from now, you know, I see myself continuing to serve David and his organizations at a very high level. I told him very early on when I started with him that like, my goal is to be of enough value to you that I'm next to you on your deathbed. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that he cares about longevity and health enough to look at me and say, Well, you'll probably die before me, so I'll come to your deathbed. But you know, that was my intention. That was what a my goal. response. And right. uh, yeah, I think he still believes it. He's probably right, man. Like he's probably like, Yeah, i give you all the work and all the stress, and you'll, you know, you you go first. I'll just sit there. Um You guys are
0: hilarious. but I'm
1: good with that, man. Like it's changed my family's economic destiny. Like I say it, but it's like, so true. Like it's open doors. It's given me opportunities. It's taught me things. Um, so just continue to serve him at a very high level, continue to build out the businesses we're building together at a very high level, continuing to build wealth, continuing to help people along their journeys. Um, give my kids awesome experiences, go live in other countries for a couple months at a time, show them what life is like, show them like the world beyond their back door that my parents were so fortunate to show me a little bit when I was growing up um and then i think just continuing to learn felipe like man i there's a lot of things i still want to learn in this world and um i I got a lot of learning to do still so just
0: continuing to grow and continuing to learn
2: yeah that's my
0: my last question and then Mm -hmm. i'll leave it to diego my last question is there a matt king to the matt king not yet maybe soon Uh oh Uh -oh. we're working
1: on it man i'm working on it it's hard dude it's really really hard um Uh, I'm the same generation. And so I got to be very careful, but like we're interviewing a lot for all of our companies and I get to spearhead that conversation. I'm talking to a lot of people in the world right now, whose number one question to me through the interview process granted in our first phone call, like they don't even know anything about the opportunity. Their first question is, what is your work from home policy? Like we're we're entering this generation where like people want, ease they want flexibility they want to work from home they don't want to have to show up at i mean my father-in-law worked for a bus company as a mechanic i think he's 60 man i'm gonna botch this all he's in his 60s he started when he was 18 so 45 years ish approximately he went to the same job every day every morning in the snow in wisconsin in the cold started buses he didn't go to his boss and say hey covid's a thing can i work from home he went there and did his job. And I think like we're losing that as a society. And so it's been hard to find, you know, people that can have that work ethic and that grit and that ability to do whatever it takes um, and to be humble about it. Like it's not always glamorous, but life's not always glamorous.
0: I'm going to say that's why it's going to be easier for those with a freaking work ethic to be more successful. There's a reason why I became a millionaire during COVID. There's a reason why I got five during COVID. There's a reason why my portfolio tripled like in the last year rather than all the work i had done the last six years. I'm going to be honest and, and, and I hope I don't get a bunch of hate mail for this, but I think it's just gotten easier to become successful. If you have just half the work ethic that you needed in the past, because most people just want to work from home, make 50 grand and be comfortable, but work the rest of their lives. It's like, dude, there's so much path to success now. It's, it's just not even funny anymore. Cause like you said, most people are like, Hey, I want to work from home. I want to be able to, you know, work four hours a day, not 10. Like, Dude, you just got to show up half the time now. Like, dude, showing up is 90% of the battle now. Sorry, Diego, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. Well, I, I was just going to say really, really quick because I know that Matt, for for example, right, he's working a lot with, with Osborne and managing his business and stuff like that. But what's cool about him too is that he has still found um, ways to invest for passive income or ways to go out. Like ways to continue to invest his money to build more more wealth. And Matt, mm-hmm. real really quick, just share a bit of like the projects that you're doing. Because I think that's important to know because a lot of people might say, well, he's just working a hundred percent with Osborne and building his, but you're also building um you're also investing for passive income, which is one of the things that we talk about with Red Race to FI.
1: Yeah. I mean I think it's it's doing projects and then it's also like trying to find more ways to build income. So like Um, one of my really good friends in Wisconsin is a real estate agent. I tried to help him early on in his journey. And then all of a sudden he calls me and says, Hey, I've got this deal. You've got to buy it. We can buy it for 150, sell it for 385, and you're going to make a bunch of money. Now, the thing he forgot to tell me was the government would print trillions of dollars and the house would go up like 40% in value. And I'd sell it for 455 rather than 385 and absolutely kill it on this deal but I put myself in an opportunity to have deals brought to me, have opportunities brought to me. And, and I did that by being of service and, and delivering value to him. So doing that, get the opportunity to invest alongside in David in a lot of deals, get the opportunity to like talk to you, Diego, about doing deals, looking at vacation rentals. This This idea hit me this morning and I'm sure it's not my idea. Like I'm sure everybody's doing it, but like these, like there's these like little failing motels all around Austin. Like they're like dilapidated and vacated. It's like why don't you go into one of those motels for eight, 12 units, whatever it is, and turn it into like short-term rentals, like short-term mm-hmm. corporate rentals. Like the motel concept seems dead to me, but the short-term rental concept, man, that's booming. That's that's alive and well. So starting to look at that deal, I told you guys before this call about a franchise opportunity I saw on a trip and reached out to and said, hey, I want to buy the Austin MSA. And turns out Drew Brees is already trying to buy it. So like here I am just by taking action, putting myself in a position, like, Trying to negotiate for a deal that Drew Brees is already working on with his team, and that's a deal that I'd go to David and other people we know and say, "Hey, how do I do this? How can we do this together? Let's snap our ships together and sail faster." But um, you know, just trying to be curious all the time and saying, "Like, how can I do that? How can I bring that here? How can I buy that?" Spending a lot of time with Cody Sanchez, she's another great, you know, great visionary that has a really, really good engine and work ethic, um, and and just trying to put myself in an opportunity to see deals and see investments.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Matt, don't want to take much more of your time? Where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you have going on?
1: Yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I've locked myself out of both of them because I don't want to lose time in my day. But I still have people that check it for me and will send me that stuff. Um, cool. My email, I'll tell I'll tell it to you guys. i King at DRO You can email me reach out, um, you know, put it in the show notes, do whatever. Um, and, and honestly, any way I can serve, serve and be of service to you guys in the rat race to five community. I'm, I'm happy to do, you guys are changing the, the mindsets of people and that ultimately changes their destiny and their opportunities. And, um, I couldn't be more grateful to know both of you and, and be on your show. And thank you guys for all the great you're doing in this world. We need more people like you.
2: Yeah, Matt, thank you very much. And thank you for being an example, right? Because by you working with Osborne, I was like, man, I need a Matt King in my life and uh and yeah so i added that with ward and it's been freaking awesome and he's been kicking ass so, so the
1: thing that sucks yeah. is you didn't even offer me an opportunity you just know Ward, new Ward, was going to be better so you didn't <laughs> write the
2: Ward, man. dude you will be too expensive <laughs> but oh i
1: appreciate you guys man thanks for all you do and uh thanks for having me on the show
0: thanks. the rap race to five Podcast,
1: where we discuss money mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new
0: ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.